culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. Oof. Okay, so this was a wild week, like in the world. It wasn't like a, well, I mean, I guess it was kind of a wild week in like the pop culture reality TV world obviously last week there was you know a big protest riot and attack on the capitol that happened we all went through it it was a really challenging week it would be really i know i'd like to make this be a place where you can come and enjoy our indulgence of reality tv and pop culture without having to deal with the politics i think there's so much of that on social media already i share my politics on social media And, you know, my personal feelings, that's all out there. We all know how we feel. I think right now the only thing I want to say is, like, it's a really heavy time. So let's please just try to show up with love for and compassion, most importantly for ourselves. I think it's been a really challenging 2020. And now that we're in 2021, it feels like we started this year off with a bang, which we did. But before we dive into all the news, I just wanted to say, show yourself a little love, show yourself a little compassion, show a little love and compassion to the people around you, to everybody else that's, you know, getting very politically charged on Facebook. I feel like Facebook's like, in I, I guess Instagram, and especially Twitter, Twitter is a vile. Um, but it's just like everyone's spewing out all of this, this uh, nastiness on social media right now and like you don't need to engage you don't need to fight with them this isn't bethany versus carol where we need to pick a side and it's not that deep you don't need to fight with people about politics right now if somebody doesn't agree with you politically they're very unlikely to listen or care to have a genuine conversation with you about it that just save yourself the heartache Let's talk about Tom and Erica and just, you know, take a moment of escapism, which is really what all of this 
you know, reality TV, Bravo TV world is for us. It's escapism. It's okay to lean into that. It's not, you know, you're not over there shooting yourself up with heroin, I hope, and you're not throwing back three bottles of wine a day, I hope. So, you know, here's a healthier vice that we can just, you know, numb out on for an hour. And let's dive into it. Before we dive into all the news this week, though, I do want to give some of you some shout outs for your reviews because I love them on iTunes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you, love you, mean it. Joanna, one, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven. Hi, Joanna. She says, great, great show, but it would be nice if he can talk slower. Okay, so I read this comment a lot on YouTube. First of all, thank you, Joanna. I really appreciate you tuning in and leaving a review. And I just have to say, before uh, I read or give any other shout outs, I read this comment a lot in a couple of other iTunes reviews and most notably on YouTube in the comments. You guys think that I talk too fast. That's who I am. That's what I do. I'm not on. Everyone seems to think I'm on Adderall. It's a shit ton of coffee that I drink a lot. I drink a lot of coffee. I, th- I drink about three big cups of coffee first thing in the morning, and then you will consistently drink more throughout the day. I'm a big coffee drinker. I love caffeine. I talk really fast. It's what it is. It's who I am. I can't change it. Um, love and appreciate you. But I, I tell people I'm, I should have been cast on Gilmore Girls. I am a Lorelai, a Rory Gilmore, and I just, I talk really fast. And if you can't keep up, then, you know, go and try to follow a Kardashian because they talk a lot slower than I do. But thank you. And I will try to be more mindful of my, um, my cadence and I'll try to slow it down a little bit more. So that way it's not too intense. And people seem to think that I have like trouble breathing. I don't have any trouble breathing. Like, I'm able to take breaths. I can rap really fast. Like, I can do speed rapping, which is a lot of fun. I used to do that, like, in high school. I used to love to speed rap. So I think that's probably where... And I used to watch a lot of Gilmore Girls. So I think it just kind of, you know, all came to fruition. But thank you, Joanna. Thank you, Evelyn TTLC. She said, new favorite podcast. Love your podcast. I tune in every week. Thank you, Evelyn TTLC. I love you, and I appreciate it. And then uh, we also have Rach. With a lot of H's, she said, always spilling tea. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making this. I'm so happy I randomly stumbled upon this podcast. My new favorite for sure. Interview with Marge from Real Housewives of New Jersey was amazing. Thank you, Rach. Thank you guys for the reviews. Thank you for the love. Give me more five stars. Some of you left some one stars. I'm not even going to read them because I'm not going to give that energy because they weren't even productive comments. So thank you. Don't mean it. Okay, let's see. What happened in the world over this week aside from, you know, everything that happened in D.C. So, okay. Biggest juicy story was probably the Jeffree Star, Kanye West divorce whole thing, which I'll break down in a minute, but let's see. What else? Very briefly, uh, OC is coming to an end. We have the finale that's coming out this week. We have the reunion that they've already taped. The uh, The looks were awful. I think we broke them down on our Instagram at No Filter with Zach. I thought... See, I actually thought Kelly Dodd looked really good. I know everybody hates Kelly Dodd, but she looked pretty, and you have to give credit where credit's due. Gina, I think, won the fashion for OC Reunion, which we'll obviously be getting a teaser of this week since this week is, is the finale. So you'll see more of those on the show. Salt Lake City also filmed their reunion, which means Salt Lake City is going to be coming to an end. I thought the whole uh, Jen flipping out at her husband's birthday party gold like it's finally it's been a good season of of salt lake city i've kind of half been tuned in and half not tuned in it's been a solid for a first season of a new housewives i think i would give it a solid a i thought it was great i thought the characters are great i think mary is batshit crazy and makes me like cringe but i'm not i don't hate it 
I think it's really, really good. Um, there were some, I, there were some scenes that I just kind of numbed out and didn't really pay attention to, but I feel like that's with all housewives. Let's see what else. Uh, Jersey, new housewife, real housewives of New Jersey. We're getting a trailer this week for the new season. It's supposed to be a really good fiery season. We're finally getting a trailer, which means it, they usually drop the trailer four to six weeks before the season starts. So I'm assuming we're going to have a new season of Jersey mid February is what I think we're going mid to late February. I think it's going to be mid, but mid to late February. It's supposed to be really good. There's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of tears. We have Jackie's husband, the allegations that Teresa brings up on the show where she says that he's cheating on her. All of that's coming out this season. Can't wait to break it down. What else? Uh, Stassi and Bo, formerly of Vanderpump Rules, just had their bebe. Hartford, Charlie, Rose, Clark. That is a mouthful. It's a lot to say. Sorry, I may be like taking a few more breaths. I'm a little, I had a lot of sugar yesterday, which as anyone that's followed the show knows, I don't normally eat a lot of sugar just in general, but I had a lot of sugar and so, like, I'm just a little congested. It's not COVID. I'm not going to spread anything through this microphone right now. Don't worry. I am not COVID positive. But I just, uh, I get, like, congested and my eyes get puffy. And so I feel just like, ugh. So, excuse me if I do need to take a couple of breaths. Uh, Bastassi and Bo, congrats. They welcome to baby girl. I don't know if I love the name Hartford. I, I just don't really see like, oh, baby Hartford. Oh, so cute. I think Charlie Rose is a cute name. They'll probably call her Charlie Rose or little Charlie. I don't know if they're actually going to give her, if they're actually going to call her Hartford or Harry or Hardy. I don't know. I think it was her grandmother's name. So congrats to you. Anytime anybody has a baby, that's always a really cute little thing. And I wish them all the best. Okay, let's talk about keeping up with Kardashians, Kim Ye, and this divorce. And then I do have an Erica and Tom update that we'll we'll get to also. So last Wednesday, there was a lot of chatter on the Twitter because there's a TikToker who basically is saying that, let me actually pull up her name. I can't believe I didn't write that in my notes. Look at me being so prepared today. Ooh, also, we have to talk about Army Hammer because I just saw that on Twitter and that was like, holy moly. Okay, so Kim Ye. So there was a, a TikToker. Her name is Ava Louise. I think someone said she was also the one. She was like licking her toilet or something. I don't know if that's real or confirmed, but I read that in like a comment somewhere. So she's claiming that she has a source who's an L.A. lawyer that is working with Kim Kardashian and... According to this lawyer, which doesn't really sound real, like, why would you be going on TikTok and being like, I know the lawyer that's representing Kim Kardashian, and this is what this lawyer had spilled to me. And, like, why would some high profile lawyer be spilling this information to Ava on TikTok? Like, let's be real. So, apparently, according to Ava, she says that Kim Kardashian came to this lawyer with receipts creating a solid case and foundation for her divorce from Kanye. And one of the things that she is using to uh, file for divorce is claiming that he's cheating on her. And she has all of these receipts that claim that she was, he was cheating on her with Jeffrey star. Now, if you don't know who Jeffrey star is, Jeffrey star is a YouTuber who has launched like a makeup company and it's really wildly successful. He was also kind of tied into the Shane Dawson drama. Shane Dawson is also a very controversial YouTuber. Jeffrey star is a very controversial YouTuber. 
he's just been very like problematic in the past. Um, he was one of those like YouTubers that would like, it's very much for the shock value and they want to like surprise you by saying these crazy outlandish things, which he was really popular for like back in the day when he first gained popularity, he's kind of shied away from that except for like his tea and stuff. I think most notably, if you followed the James Charles Tati drama with the, sh- the with the gummy bears and the, you know, because she has hair gummy bears and he promoted another brand and it was like this big drama. And then Jeffree Star and Shane Dodson were like, ooh, Tati, yeah, come out. And they were like, drag James Charles. And then Tati came out and she's like, I was manipulated by Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson. And it was like this whole big old drama scandal thing. And it was very juicy, but also just like very exhausting to have to sit through and watch like their 40 minute videos trying to explain their side of the story that really didn't get to any meat of any story. And it was like, what are we even doing here? But Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson also, Dawson also made documentaries that were on YouTube that were very popular as well. I think Shane has like since left YouTube and has like really been like canceled. He got canceled like when everybody like when Stassi and all and everybody was getting canceled last summer. It was just like clip, clip, clip. Let's chop off everybody's balls. And he was part of he was part of all of that. But like in the YouTuber world and then people tried to also drag Jeffree Star into it because they were saying that he was manipulating Tati. And I'm going on way too much about Jeffree Star. But anyway, that's who he is. He's a YouTuber. He has a successful makeup brand and he does like vlogs on the Internet. So. He is the one, he's also, I don't believe he's trans. I'm also not sure if I'm using, I believe I'm using the correct pronoun with Jeffrey. I don't think Jeffrey is a they, them. I think Jeffrey is a he. Um, And he is just very flamboyant and dresses up like a woman. Let's see if I can even pull up a photo. Actually, this is the photo that was posted on the No Filter Instagram account of Jeffrey, if you're watching this on YouTube. This is a photo of Jeffrey Star's face photoshopped onto Kim Kardashian's bidet. So he it's very he's very feminine, very flamboyant, very out there with, you know, his his fashion and his style and very heavy on the makeup. Sometimes it's a little it's a little too much too hot to handle for me. But so they are apparently an item. There was another TikToker. What's his name? His name is Patty Pop Culture. He came out on TikTok and he's like, yes, these rumors are true because of this. And so he says that Jeffrey and Kanye lived in the same gated community out in Calabasas. And Kanye is now staying in Wyoming. And Jeffrey has since moved to Wyoming at the end of the summer. I think he announced it in August and moved to Wyoming shortly after. So now they're both currently in Wyoming. And I think that's about the extent of. And then there people were saying that there was a a song that Jeffrey had because Jeffrey, you know, Jeffrey has like songs too, apparently. And so they were saying that in the song, he mentions something about Kanye. And then people were saying, well, Amber Rose, he didn't really, he mentioned Kanye by name. I think he described it as like when Eminem, like, you know, is, is dogging all of the people in his rap songs. And he like names all of these celebrities. Kanye was one of the celebrities named in Jeffrey Starr's music video, music video, Many, many years ago, and everyone brought up the stuff that Amber Rose pulled out, say, uh, came out with saying that Kanye might have been gay and he liked a little pinky up the butt. And so they were grasping all these little things that people have said about Kanye in the past. There was even another song of Kanye's that was leaked where he like makes reference to like having sex with a dude. And so 
Is Kanye gay? Maybe he's a little fluid with his sexuality. That could be a thing. I don't know if Kim would have necessarily been bothered by that. She dated Chris Humphreys and like, that's not great. So I don't know if she definitely has, but not saying that he has anything to do with sexuality, but just, you know, she, <laughs> I'm just saying her taste isn't always, not that it's bad to be gay. God, you can't say anything these days. Anyway, Kanye may or may not love dudes. He may or may not love to have sex with dudes. He, I don't know. He may be into Jeffree Star. Do I believe that he and Jeffree Star had sex? Probably not. Do I believe Kanye may has, has may have had sex with someone that is trans or may have you know had a little thing on the down low with a dude? Possibly. I could actually very likely see that happening. With Jeffree Star, no. Jeffree Star came out. Jeffree Star addressed it on his YouTube channel. And he's basically like, I woke up to this news and this is crazy and this isn't real. And I've never actually met Kanye. I've only been to one of his concerts. But according to... Jeffree Star, this is absolutely not real. It's absolutely fake. He has never met Kanye, has never slept with Kanye. The memes on Twitter were hilarious, though. If you want to take a minute to just troll some of the memes and just, like, scroll through all of them, Twitter, fucking wild, amazing, laughed my butt off. Jeffree even laughed at them in his little video. But I... I don't think there's anything to these rumors. I think th- I wouldn't even be surprised if Jeffree Star leaked th- his team leaked this himself just to keep him relevant. Um, I, I there has to be some sort of truth. I think Kanye did probably cheat on Kim. I think he may have because people were also saying that now he's also very religious and has they believe that he has this internalized homophobia, probably because he might be a little gay himself or just fluid with his sexuality. So I'm would I be surprised again? No. Do I think that it's convenient, though, that this divorce rumor has dropped along with these cheating allegations with Jeffree Star at the same time that we happen to complete filming for Keeping Up With The Kardashians. It's a little convenient timing, Kris Jenner, Kim Kardashian. So they finished wrapping. They had their final day of filming last week. So cute. They had little cookies with their faces on them. They had baguettes. They had a cute little party for all of the crew. I'm excited for the final season. I think it's going to be a good season because they really have to go out with a bang. We have all of the Chloe Tristan stuff happening. We have Kim and Kanye stuff happening. I think we're obviously going to get the the season will probably be dropping. I would assume March or April, I think, is when we would get the final season of Keeping Up With Kardashians. And then, as we know, they're going to be coming to Hulu later this year. As I predicted last year, I think that the final... I, I assumed the final season was going to be Kim's divorce, was her going to make the decision to file for divorce and we were going to get her side of the story. I still think that that, that that's what we're going to end up getting, especially now that the divorce news has leaked, and I'm using air quotes for people that are listening, leaked to the press. There's no way that we can have the final season without addressing any of this. That was Kanye's presidential. Like, everything that happened post like the COVID scenes that we saw on the end of last season where we saw the world go into lockdown and they were trying to, you know, acclimate to the new normal. And Chloe had COVID and Kanye had COVID and it was them trying to deal and, and be okay with COVID and then finally seeing each other again for the first time over the summer. And then when they wrapped filming is when Kanye went, you know, 
he had an episode. He was on stage on his presidential run tour and he outed Kim's abortion where he said that she was considering having an abortion. He, you know, was he's devastated now that he almost murdered his daughter. It was very intense and very I would imagine for Kim a lot to be out there to say that they had the pills and that they were considering going for an abortion, but she really wanted to have the baby. And ultimately they ended up having North and getting married, but how he really wanted her to have an abortion. Um, and then there were all the frantic tweets where he calls Chris Jenner, Chris Jung Ng, and he talks about how he was in, um, God, what is that movie? Why am I drawing a blank right now? The, the, um, I can't, he'd ref, he said that he, his, oh, Get Out, that's the same in the movie. He said that that movie was based off of his life, basically saying that, like, the Kardashians are holding him hostage, and they wanted to, they did a 5150 on him, which um, just says that he may be a risk to himself or others, and he, like, really dragged all of the Kardashians and really dragged Chris and talked about Chris and Kim posing for Playboy and how he would never do that to his daughter and how gross and vile she is of a woman. And so here we are now. Apparently, the divorce is happening. And I think we're going to see Kim go through the, the emotions of all of those things unfolding over the past six or seven months, ultimately leading to her filing for divorce, which I assumed that these past seven months were going to be her laying down the the, the tracks for like similar. I said I referenced Teresa last season on New Jersey before she filed for divorce with Joe. We all saw it coming, but she in the show was starting to drop little nuggets and say little things here or there throughout the duration of filming to the other women that was basically, again, laying down the tracks work to show why she was going to leave leave Joe which happened in the end. And now I think that that's what we're going to get with Kim Kardashian this season. And that's a great way to go out of keeping up with Kardashians. She lived her life. She has her kids. And now she's ready to live single life and walk away from reality TV a little bit and become a lawyer. And we're really going to get that full storyline from her. I doubt they'll even address the Jeffree Star stuff. If anything, it'll be like laughing it off in passing. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if, we got something that said that not only was it really challenging with Kanye and his mental health issues, but also I wouldn't be surprised if something about him being unfaithful to her came out on the show as well. And that that was part of the narrative that she's built that he cheated on her. She loved him. She gave it her best. She really tried. And ultimately she couldn't at the end of the day, there are also all of her infidelity rumors. I don't think they've been in like a relationship relationship together for a really long time. There were also rumors that he wasn't even really there for her big 40th birthday party where they were on an Island and everyone dragged them because they were having a party and he came and he gave the hologram of her father, which I think we all agree was really sweet, but also really weird and creepy to like recreate her father and then to write the words that her father was saying. So it wasn't even like words coming from her dad. It was words coming from Kanye and what Kanye thinks. Like, it's just, it's really weird when you think about like the mind fuck of like him trying to control her all these years with her fashion and their home now with how bare it is and how much, you know, she says that she would go to him for advice, but he was very like controlling of like what he wanted her to do and not do. And we saw her kind of push back some of it towards the end. So I think, I think the hologram thing was just a little, it was an interesting move. But so he accused her of cheating with Meek Mill. She said, that's not true. Um, Meek Mill came out and said, that's not true. But now she's apparently rumored to be dating Van Jones, who is a political commentator, who I think we've seen them out. They've worked together now that she's doing, um, 
you know, she's a lot more active in social justice and in prison reform, and she had her documentary. So they've been close friends for a while. I wouldn't be surprised if they had a flirty relationship, and I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up going on to date him. I don't know if that would be the best relationship. I just feel like that's a really interesting direction to move into considering the guys that she's dated in the past. But I mean... Who knows? What if she, one day she ends up going and, and marrying Van Jones and they settle down and have one big happy family together and she's a lawyer and she's just, you know, taken on social justice issues and, you know, completely shies away from the celebrity world. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened either, especially now without Kanye. But Keeping Up with Kardashian should be coming back in a couple of months. We'll get the final season and then they'll be coming to Hulu. Okay, let's do a Tom and Erica Girardi update for everybody. So last week they were due in court. Did Tom and Erica show up to court? No. Did Tom show up to court? No. Did Erica show up to court? No. Neither of them showed up to court. But what happened? So since they didn't appear in court, the courts issued, so with this bankruptcy case, because now they have to pay back, I think right now it's still focused on the Boeing case before all the other cases kind of come up and then what whatever what all of the legal analysts are assuming is going to happen is that all of the cases all of the lawsuits where people are claiming that they're owed money from Tom Girardi and Girardi Keys which is his law firm they're eventually going to it's all going to end up in bankruptcy court and all of them are going to be paid off by priority by date by however they decide to break it up. But so the important thing is neither of them showed up in court last week, which means a trustee has now been appointed to the case, which is basically a stranger. And now that stranger gets to divide up all of the assets, um, set monetary values for those assets and start to break them off to pay off the victims that are owed money through Tom and and Girardi and Keese. Now, Erica is tied into all of this one because she's married to Tom. So any assets that they anything that they own is technically considered community property. So it's all considered Tom's property. So it's all being dragged in. So her Lamborghini, her clothes, her wigs, her everything, her whole glam studio, all of her closet, all of it is up, up for grabs right now. And this trustee is now the one that gets to make that decision because since Tom and Erica didn't show up, since they didn't appoint anybody or even try to appoint anybody, now this other person gets to come in and make that decision for them. Maybe that's for the best. I think Tom's really throwing in the towel and he's just like, there's like, I, what can he really do? I think even showing up in court, I think right now he's hiding with his tail between his legs. I don't know how much of this mentally unfit, unstable business is true that he's trying, his team is trying to claim right now. Erica's where it really looks bad, though. So they've now subpoenaed all of the footage from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, all the raw footage to, um, I guess, to help figure out what assets they currently possess that would be of use to make sure they're not going to conceal any assets. So they're going to review all of the raw footage from inside Erica's home to see what assets she actually has so that they can make sure that those don't end up getting quote unquote lost or go missing or anything. Now I do think there is a certain limit of, um, there's a certain monetary limit of items that are of val or considered of value and can be used up, not necessarily for auction, but used up to pay off the victims. 
I don't know what that exact monetary value is, but I just know anything under that is technically not considered a value and they won't they won't um, seize those items. But as of right now, it looks like they're going to go for all of their big items. So the house, the cars, anything really, probably all of her jewelry is going to be up for grabs. So all she's basically losing everything. As of right now, everything is considered frozen. Um, I believe even the money and the bank accounts are considered frozen as well. So they're not even in charge of their own assets or money right now. This person, the trustee, is the one who is in control of all of that. So I don't even know how she's spending money right now unless she has a separate company outside of EJ Global. Well, I don't even know if EJ Global has officially been pulled into the lawsuit or if it's just kind of considered one of the assets or they're holding on to it because of the loan. So technically there's 20 million in there that they're hoping to eventually get pulled back and used to help fund the former uh, the former cases and all of the victims that are suing Tom currently. So I don't know what she's doing it doesn't look good for her and I don't know how she's making money or if she has a separate company that she is funneling the money through that way she's spending it she has money her community money with Tom which is anything in their joint bank accounts that's all frozen but I'm assuming she has a personal bank account and if she has a personal bank account or a personal business bank account that I believe shouldn't be touched as of right now because there's no need to drag that into it just yet because Tom, obviously, his Girardi and Keese and then all of his personal stuff, that's going to be the the first line of priority because he's the one that's getting sued right now. And she, they're trying to drag her into the lawsuits. But I don't believe any of that's necessarily been made official yet, other than the fact that her connection through her being married to him is what's tying her to everything right now. But we also know that she filed for divorce. There wasn't a, a separation date put on the paperwork. So I think that could be used as leverage for her to get out of some of this stuff stuff that's still all very much up in the air but where it does look bad she can spend her like she needs to live she needs to survive she needs to buy food you're allowed that when even when your assets are frozen you're allowed certain from what I believe you're allowed certain stipends to be able to like afford the cost of living however um what I think looks really bad is her social media. If you look at her posts lately, they're all very sexy. They're all completely ignoring what's going on, which is very bizarre. Like there's no statement that's been made. There's no separation from Tom or like statement other than the divorce that she released online. There really isn't anything more that would distance her from Tom or make her remorseful for what for what's happening or even like my heart goes out to the victims I had no idea like there's none of that it's just all of these I mean I would even understand if her socials were dead and she wasn't posting anything that would even be understandable because she needed to like get away from social media but she's still posting like she posted a joke a few days ago of this very of her in this very sexy outfit it was a very sexy photo and she was like should I make this my new dating profile and it's like, what? And then there was another one where she posted a photo of the playbill from Chicago where she said meta on meta, like referencing that her life is reflecting the life of her character, Roxy, who I believe was a criminal. So I 
don't understand where why she thinks these like funny cheeky jokes are cute. I would understand if it was like years after all of this was settled and she was like, you know what, let me make a funny now that that's done now that the dust has settled. Let me now make a funny joke about this. But the fact that like there are still victims out there that are, you know, saying that they don't have money that they were supposed to be entitled to and your husband is now being accused of taking advantage of so many people, it's just like read the room girl. It is not the time to be making jokes. It is not the time to be posting sexy photos. It's not the time to be uh, to be, you know, promoting Rihanna Savage. Like it's just Somebody needs to get her a social media manager and take her phone away from her and just like have her take a break and, and, and take a beat. Apparently she's talking about all of this on the new season of Real Houses of Beverly Hills. But like you should at least make some something or at least just know that the outward perception. If you're trying to save face, which I don't think she really cares about saving face at this point. She's more of just like screw what people think about me. But like I just... It's it's not even about screw what people think about me because I understand that mentality and I, I think that's a healthy mentality to have. Don't let criticism get to you at all. But at the same time, it's like, but at some point you want to have a level of respect for the people that are hurt in this situation, for the people that feel victimized in this situation. You want to have a little bit of respect, especially if you're claiming you didn't know anything. I mean, and maybe she has. For all we know, maybe she's reached out to them privately. Maybe she's... I hope that if she's posting all this stuff on social media that she has made, she's tried to make some sort of atonement on behalf of her husband who has not been great to these people. I hope that they're... Part of me just wants to believe that it's not as bad as it actually is because this would ju- this just makes her look really bad. And not that I want to defend her because I'm not trying to defend her at all, but it's just like, it's a really bad situation that for the victim's sake... I hope it's just like, because if I were one of the people that were suing Tom, if I lost a parent or I lost a spouse and I was due money and he never paid me my money and now here I was trying to take him to court and then I saw his wife posting all of these flashy things on social media with no, you know, awareness of like how this could affect me, I would be very hurt by all of that. And so for the victim's sake, not even for her sake, but for the victim's sake, I would hope that she has tried to make some sort of atonement on behalf of everything that her husband has done. Do we know that that's happened? No. But again, that is just my wishful thinking that I'm putting out into the universe. Okay. Ugh. All right. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. This Wednesday, I have an interview with Cameron Westcott from Real Housewives of Dallas. It's coming out this Wednesday. It's going to be good. I like Cameron. This is my first time watching Real Housewives of Dallas, just like um, Potomac and OC. I added those to my watch list this year, and it's been a fun ride for both of them. So let's see what Cameron has to bring. I got your questions. I'm going to ask them. I know some people are like, Cameron's boring. She's a bimbo. I'm going to ask her what she thinks about you guys calling her boring or a bimbo. And we're going to talk about it. So get ready. I'm, I'm going to ask her about Brandy's video. I'm going to ask her about a lot of stuff. Apparently, she has a new podcast coming out. Get ready. This Wednesday, my interview with Real Housewives of Dallas star Cameron Westcott is coming out. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach. Follow us on the Facebook. You can join our private Facebook group. It, the link is in the description below. It is Reality Tea. 
No Filter Reality Tea is the name of the Facebook group. You can use the link below to actually join or ask to join. And then you can you can divulge in all of the tea with us. All right, guys. I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye.